What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. I'm here with AJ Ellison. This is episode number 33, and my man was cool enough to come on and answer some questions uh, about a different lifestyle that we're not used to. So what's going on, AJ? How are you? What's up, guys? Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to chit-chat about whatever whatever you want to talk about. All right. So your uh, manager contacted me a little while back and said that you uh, he thought we should get together and have a discussion because there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in your life. Uh, I took a look at your Instagram. There's a lot of cool stuff. So you started in track and field, you've done some MMA and now you landed on the bodybuilding stage, but as a classic or physique competitor, where are we, where are you now with that? Yeah. Your your question. I mean, I I don't know. I really don't. Um, I know we should chat a little, a little bit earlier for you, if we jumped on, Uh, I feel like I'm kind of in a, I have an in-between physique. Um, and last year, uh, it was a rehab year for me where I got the stem cell injections in, in my knees where they drilled holes in my back or in my hip, drew out the bone marrow, spun it in the centrifuge and injected the uh, stem cells in both, both quads, right, right and left leg. So it put me out for a while. I'm still out. I don't think I'll ever be hundred percent pain wise. Mm. So I think that's going to have a bit of an effect on how, what, what I can do with my legs. Okay. You know, that's the reality of it. But, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't mean it's game over. It just means going back to the drawing board and being smart and trying to figure out a way to train. Well, before when I was younger, put more weight on, put more weight on, five more pounds, 10 more pounds. That's it. That's all I knew how to increase intensity. Now I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser. Let's work around some stuff, some things now and just use drop sets, super sets, compound sets, giant sets, tempo, you know, whatever, whatever, just anything besides just stacking on the weight. Yeah. when I look back, you used to run track. So when did the when did you actually start training with weights? Immediately after uh, I was done with my track and field career at 21, 22. Oh, so you ran track like as a young, like in your teen years? Kind yeah, of. I ran in college and I ran professional for a couple of seasons um, uh, afterwards, qualified for Olympic trials, which is oh, like a lifetime ago back in 2000, 20 years ago. That's crazy. Did, did you go to the Olympics? No, I didn't make it, man. Um, oh, I th- oh, sorry. I thought you said you qualified for it. Yeah, I qualified for Olympic trials, and you know it's uh, it's competitive. Man. Track and field yeah. is, is probably the biggest sport in the world, I and mean, everybody's running track because you don't. It didn't cost much to to run around an oval, so yeah. the entire world is <laughs> is involved in the sport. So um, yeah, it's super competitive, and um, yeah, you know, I was blessed enough to make it that far. Uh, suffered an injury, and then went went. I, then I started working for the real. I went to the real world as a um, IT recruiter for a while, healthcare recruiter, did pharmaceutical sales. Um, but I just didn't feel like I, I felt like there had to be that, that wasn't my life. There was something more for me. So I was I was very I did what I was supposed to do. I worked well. I'm a hard worker. Politic really good. But you know you do just enough because I wasn't passionate about anything I was doing. Yeah. And it wasn't until I found um, bodybuilding and I realized wow, I was so good at track and field in the first place. It's that one key element. Like, same person. It's just when someone's passionate about something, mm-hmm. they're down to do all the mundane chores and tasks on a daily basis that most people won't mess with. That's like, right. I can't be bothered by that. I noticed that a lot of people that have a, a previous sports history that find bodybuilding kind of find it because they need a, a competitive outlet or they need something to channel their that energy that's still there from the previous sport they were in. One hundred percent. Going to the gym by itself—that's not fun for me. But yeah. when you have competitions lined up, and each workout, every set has a purpose, and uh, it, you know, and, it, and, it, and it's, I don't think it's necessarily 
the bodybuilding itself. Cause when you do get on stage, it's not up to your skill sets. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's not up to you at all. Yeah. Um, you know, you're being judged and it's a subjective sport. You have to understand that you know, mm-hmm. if you're okay with that, then you can have a, a really long career in the sport. And for me, it's business as well. You know, I, I got out of the corporate world um, and you have to, I feel like you have to do this, especially this day and age. If yeah. you're going to be in the sport and you're serious about it and you want to be here for a while, uh, if you're just chasing medals, you ain't gonna make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to be have to have a business mindset about it. You gotta have a good strong head on, on your shoulders, right? You have to your mind has to be just as strong as your body. You gotta yeah. take the L's when they come and then you work around the shows, network, right? Meet the right key people and then build a business on top of that so you can so you can sustain yourself in, in the sport. It's it's it's, it's it's you're you're dumping all your money into it. It's expensive yeah. shit. Right. Yeah. A lot of time. A lot of effort, a lot of money, and not a lot, a lot of people don't get anything back from it besides That's like true. a plastic trophy or whatever. Yeah. So you got to have a good good head on your shoulders if you want to stay in this in, in this in this industry for a while. Yeah. No, I like what you're saying because I I preach the business of bodybuilding a lot on this podcast um, because I was bad at it when I was younger and it didn't it took me a long time to realize that the business of bodybuilding is what's going to sustain you afterwards. So you were track and then you you did some uh, corporate world stuff. And then you got into bodybuilding kind of at the same time? Uh, towards the end, yeah. Uh, so I was doing the jiu-jitsu MMA stuff while I was working corporate. My last got, gig, I was with Sprint, which is like, uh, I guess you guys is Rogers up here in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was a test engineer for them. Um, I had a pretty cool gig. Now I was, where I was contracted out to EA. And they okay. saw the EA, EA Sports. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I was basically contracted out to them to test all their games on the freaking handsets That's of Sprint. Awesome. Yeah, it was dope, right? So yeah. it's almost like a modern day um, uh, grandma. Is it grandma's grandma's boy? But like, the, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but they're, they're just they're video game testers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's like a modern day version of that, and um, you know, uh, I push their, I test all their games. If, if it was error free, I put it out on a network for customers to download, and that was that was my that was my gig. I was doing that and uh, uh, doing the jiu-jitsu and MMA at the same time. So I did that for about a decade. And at 35, I tore my a, a nasty tricep tear. Yeah. And that's what made me rethink. <laughs> wow. So you're, you're like, you sound you, like you have as many injuries as I do. So what was the tear that, what was the injury that took you out of running? Uh, so with that one, I was overtraining. There is a such thing as overtraining. I know. I agree. Uh, I found out the hard way. And I thought the more I put into it, the more I'm going to get. Because I saw a really big jump from my junior to senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and after my senior year, I moved to, moved to Arkansas for about seven months to train for Olympic trials. And I was training twice a day, every day. I was working at some, uh, some uh, mental health place. I was a, I was a, um, um, a tech there uh, and I helped them uh, piece together an exercise program for the kids that were, that, that were there. Mm-hmm. So I did that midday. I trained in the morning, come back and train in the evening. I was probably running 85 miles a week just to, run, just to run two laps on the track. Yeah. Which 85 miles a week for the people that don't know, that's like marathon training. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that mileage. So I was more of a, I was, I just, I was a strong runner as opposed to uh, a really, really fast runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just hold my top end speed just a lot, a lot longer. And then yeah. to do that, you have to push, you have to push the mileage. Yeah. It, it, it sucks. What, what, what was it that <laughs> took, what was it that took you out though? What was it that finally kind of broke in your uh, that, My blood count. So um, I just, I became anemic and oh, okay. I was exhausted. Um, the doctors would give me chromogen pills, B12 shots. And I just felt, I felt like I was out of shape going up and down a flight of steps was like a chore. And, uh, oh, shit. So it just, it just, shut, it just shut, shut my ear down yeah. and, uh, similar bodybuilding with track and field. It's not like the NBA, NFL. If you're a pro and you're not racing, you're not winning, you're not coming in top three, getting that cash prize, you're broke. 
That's right. So yeah, that's right. All those guys in Olympic sports also have to work a full-time job as, as well, unless they unless they get the right sponsorships. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's good for the top three guys in the country. Yeah. But if you're in the second wave from fifth to tenth, you have to work. You, you got to do your full-time job and do extra to catch up with the guys in yeah. the top three. They get all yeah. the all the sponsorships. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you mentioned in the middle of that, you mentioned MMA. So I'm a huge MMA fan, and. I don't know. I haven't done it myself, so I'm not. I'm not sitting here pretending I'm a fighter. But I I love watching the sport. What? How do you? Where does this, where does that come from? You go from running to MMA. Where you just? Uh, is it a mental thing? Are you an angry person? Do you like to fight? Like what is it? How do you decide you want to do MMA? <laughs> um, I don't know if uh, it was the jujitsu that 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 got me to cross over. I did jujitsu okay. first for about seven years first. Okay. Uh, and you know, instead of getting punched and kicked in the face, it didn't quite start that way, but I'm a competitive person. In That's right. all, it, what I've noticed with all the sports that I pick, they're very individual sports where the effort that I put in is going to determine what happens on the weekend or whatever when I compete, not mm-hmm. the team. Nobody's carrying me. I'm not sitting on the sideline calling timeout. It's me. If you ain't got it, you ain't got it that day. Right. Um, so I think that's what I like about it. Um, mm-hmm. The competitive aspect of it. And going into sport jujitsu and competing with that with the gi, and then competing in the no gi where the, where the uh, the action's a lot faster because you don't have the the traditional gi to slow you down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I realized I like that better. It was a faster. Um, I like to scramble a lot more and more athletic. So um, when I started doing the no gi stuff, I'm like, man, I'm always throwing the MMA because this is what it is without the punching and kicking. Let's go ahead and add that in. I did Okinawa Kempo when I was uh, living in Japan as a as a kid. Okay. So um, you know. I, the striking part of it was uh, I was interested in as well. Yeah. So I thought after seven years of doing the grappling, start mixing some of the striking and see, see what I could do. Yeah. So how long was your MMA career? Uh, three, I just three years and that was it. And then uh, by the time I was 35, tore my tricep and then I sat down somewhere. Did you try to <laughs> tear your tricep in a fight or in the gym? Uh, a training. Yeah. Training. Okay. Uh, I was doing judo twice a week, jujitsu twice a week. Yeah. Um, and then kickboxing twice a week. On top yeah. of that, I was doing my conditioning. I was working full time, so I think I just again run, just ran myself into the ground. Yeah. And when you, I heard it tear. It sounded like my, I tore my t-shirt, but oh my God. t-shirt was fine. I had the same yeah. thing. I got, you can see the start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and it takes a couple. You don't feel it right away. You hear it first. Yeah. And it takes a few seconds, and then you feel this this heat come in. Yeah. Right. And then the inflammation. Right. And then the next day, the bruise was from my armpit all the way down to my wrists. Yeah, and it looked like I had a breast implant hanging from. My- <laughs> <laughs> Guys ran to the liquor store next door to grab an ice pack for me, man. I was I was bummed out, man. To yeah. be honest with you, that set me down in a bit of a spiral. Um, I was thirty four, thirty five, still kind of immature. In- yeah. in that. I've always been athletic. I've always been competitive. But my issue, my issue was I was always self destructive when yeah. shit went bad. When shit went sideways, it didn't go my way. That's when I fell apart. Right. That's right. I talked that up to imma- in- immaturity. Yeah. For sure, because uh, the the you know I don't mind bleeding. Yeah. Well, let's let's take that back. I don't like to bleed, but <laughs> if I can make someone else bleed more, I'll yeah. give it a go. Right. That's the boy's been my mentality. But then again, when 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 life stacks up against you, one, two, three things at a time. I found out when I was younger, I tend I tend to I tend to fall apart. I kind of went in a down downhill spiral, hanging out with my boys a little more, going to happy hour, fucked around and got a DUI. When I was oh, like, okay. Oh. I felt like a crook, a criminal. Yeah. I was embarrassed by it, you know, and I'm not condoning it by any means. I shouldn't have, you know, it, yeah. I should have took an Uber, whatever. It was, yeah. um, if, if Uber was even around back then. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, 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 I messed up. 
I messed up and that's something I had to live with. But to pull myself out of that hole, I found bodybuilding. Yeah. And so that's, that's what it did for me. And okay. I, I don't drink anymore. So I, I think that's the that's my last time I drank. So I, um, almost a decade of, of, of not drinking. I talk to people all the time about the, the test of a man is when they're at their worst, not when they're at their best. 100%. So you tear your tricep, you know, you tore your quads. I've torn my quad. I've torn my tricep. I've, that's the moment where you kind of decide like who you are and what you're made of. So where, where in your life did you decide? Cause you said in the beginning when things were going badly for you, you would spiral downwards and now you seem like you've kind of learned to use it to your advantage. How, where did that change happen? I think after that, when I found bodybuilding, um, so, for me, the older I get, I'm able to look back at my life kind of outside looking in and be like, man, why'd I do that? That was stupid. Right. Like, yeah. and, and break my life down in that sense and learn from it. If you can learn from it, cool. But if you keep yeah. making the same dumbass mistakes over and over again, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? So for me, yeah, it sucks. Those things happen to me. It sucked getting a DUI. I, I didn't talk about. I, I haven't talked about that. I didn't talk about it for the first five, six, seven years. I was embarrassed, yeah. man. Yeah. I felt like I, I just felt like a criminal. I felt like a piece of shit. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, yeah, looking back at that and assessing like why that happened, it's totally what happened. I felt. I just fell apart because things weren't going my way. Like tore mm-hmm. my tricep. It was a nasty tear. Yeah. So um, now. Now the goal is to switch on. When shit starts hitting the fan, that's when you switch on, yeah. right? You yeah. bring out the tough mentality, no days off and all that kind of crap. When yeah. life is good and things are great, you don't got to be hard like that. Like, it's easy to be on point. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for me, that's the exercise, right? Mm-hmm. It's always, it's almost like a, 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 a like switching a light, a, a light switch on. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel it coming. I feel the, the negativity or life just stacking things up against you. All right, so now's the time to, to buckle down, right? Start yeah. practicing those mental exercises, right? Harden up a little bit because people forget bad times don't last forever. You know good mm-hmm. times don't. They feel, like, they feel like they are. When, when you're in them, they feel like they're going to last forever, though. Yeah, yeah. But everybody understands good times don't last, right? Because you know, like the day before, you have to fly back home from holiday. Like, damn, that shit went by so fast. <laughs> but like, when, hard, when times are hard, you don't think, man, just just buckle down, right? Just yeah. Just set your feet, right? And then, and then weather the storm. People don't feel like that. They just kind of just they, they just fall apart. So, yeah, uh, yeah. and I was I was that dude. So, uh, yeah, this bodybuilding thing, as opposed to just just transforming my body, is also a mental exercise as well. I think all the cardio that I was doing for all these shows, that's yeah. when I start watching videos, you know, and start start doing like the self the self help stuff yeah. um, to utilize that time. It's a lot of time on that treadmill. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I, that's when I started practicing, uh, like watching videos and, and just doing more self help stuff. Uh, and it's it's been great, man. I've been doing that over the past decade. I'm not perfect by any means. I still got a shit ton of flaws. Mm. But if I were to look back at my life ten years from from, from today till now, I, I feel like my mental transformation is almost as significant as my physical transformation. And that's the goal. Because at the at the end of all this, like all the people that are following me on social media, they're following me for my physique or guys that are bigger than me. Yeah. If you're just a weak guy or you're an asshole or whatever, when those muscles deflate and they will deflate at some point, you're just going to be a shell of yourself. And you're going to be a little dickhead instead of a massive dickhead. <laughs> I don't think all those people are going to be following you anymore, right? You That's get right. no love on social media anymore. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely a, a mental – for me, it's a, it's a mental exercise more than anything else. I feel like that's all the sports that I've done from, from track and field to MMA, jiu-jitsu to bodybuilding has all been a mental hardening, mental toughness. Yeah. 
a mental toughness building type of sports that I've been involved in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, individual sports will do that to you, but I've always said to people, there's something about bodybuilding. I've always said, one of the things I say more often than not is we're building character. We're not just building bodies. There's something about taking your physique from nothing and building it up that creates something inside of you, a mental strength inside of you, uh, a confidence, a, a secure feeling that you can do kind of anything. And it kind of starts to translate to other areas of your life. And I feel like from listening to you, that's kind of what bodybuilding has done for you. It almost seems like it's built you up from days where you weren't as strong mentally to where you are now. Is that kind of accurate? 100%. But I don't feel like everybody can make that transition. I think it's hard to do. Um, People are very good and very focused at one particular thing in their life. And I was just like that as well. Like sports. I just migrate to sports. Mm -hmm. But to be able to, to... to grow and now apply that to other areas of your life, that's when the winning really starts happening, right? Because yeah. then life gets a lot easier. Yeah, some people just seem lucky all the time. That's yeah. not the case. They've just applied themselves in different aspects of their life. And then they seem lucky because shit's going their way because they yeah. force it to happen that way, yeah. right? Um, doing the, doing yeah, the work. Yeah, 100% right. It's taking that mentality of now like trickling out the family to business and whatever else you want to put your hands on. Yeah. Um, instead of just being so dead focused on one thing, like yeah. you got to be able to apply that in other areas of your life. So I, 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 I agree with what you're saying and I appreciate what you're saying, but do you also feel that like you've got your pro card now and you earned your pro card at the North Americans or the uh, masters yeah, nationals, master, sorry, yeah, master nationals. masters nationals, you earned your pro card in classic and physique. And do you feel that even while we're saying that it helps build character, that, to achieve the level you've achieved as a pro, you have to be somewhat uh, tunnel vision or obsessed. Does that also come into play or no? Uh, maybe, not, so. maybe yeah. sorry, not, let me just expand on it. Maybe not for the whole year, but when you're actually in that mindset of getting to the stage, is there a focus or are you still able to do a bunch of other things? Uh, it's, it's both. Um, okay. I tried to hide the focus. If I'm single and doing my thing, I don't have to hide shit. I just, if I'm yeah. tired, I can be tired. I don't have yeah. to entertain nobody. But because I have, there's, there's kids involved. There's a 12-year-old, 10-year-old, and there's an eight-month-old who's upstairs sleeping right now. Who's, yeah. I'm mom. Yeah. Um, he's with me more than he's with, he's with, he's with my wife. Yeah. So, yeah, there is dead focus. I don't even know how, how I competed last year. I did four, four shows last year. And um, I, I got sick after. At, at the end of it, I think I was just, my the adrenal fatigue was just doing it. worn out. And I, yeah, and then I just started falling apart. It was my last show anyways, but I think my mind allowed myself to just kind of break down and fall apart a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so on point, dead-ass focus, but you have to hide a lot of that. Like when I come home and I'm in the house, I just try to hide. Like That show or the competition is always in the back of your mind. It's like an yeah. app that's always running, right? <laughs> yeah. I still got you know, yeah. to entertain the kids, the baby, the wife. Um you can't walk around like a lot of the body. Because also, so I know I'm all over the place, but I feel like I've witnessed a lot of people, a lot of relationships um, fail. They've broken up, divorced, lost their jobs, all over competing. Yeah, and, I've seen it. And they aren't, they aren't even pros. Yep, I've <laughs> so, seen it too, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's tough. And I think, I think this sport is more suited for certain people than it is for other people. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is easier for some people to prep to get on stage and it is for other people as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, it, it's easier than a lot of people to get on stage to prep for a show to get 
sub 5%, 4%. Why, why do you say that? You're just genetically more gifted to get lean? Is that why? Uh, I don't want to say genetically gifted in that sense, but yeah, I've always been a leaner dude anyways. Yeah. Um, and for me to starve myself a little bit, right, and be hungry, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm busy yeah. anyways. If I'm sitting and have a desk job, that'd be murderous. Yeah, that thing yeah. People screw up is when they have idle time. They're sitting down on, at night on the weekends is when people mess up their diets. Yeah. When you're moving, you're, you're running, you're ripping and running all day long. I can go hours without eating. So uh, yeah. in that sense, I feel like that helps me. Plus I don't mind the cardio as well because of my background. I don't mind doing that, you know, 90 yeah. minutes of cardio or even up to two hours of cardio where people are like, Man, you do two, you two hours, all, you do two hours all at once. I can get up to, uh, no, 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 I'll break it up. You'll break it up. Okay. I'll break it up throughout the day. Yeah, I'll break it up. Yeah. I'll do up, up to an hour at one, one session, no more than that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned in the process of all that, you mentioned family. So how long have you been married? Uh, married September uh, 18. So we're, we're past the, uh, the year. So three, two years? We're, we're, yeah, we're coming. We're at a year and a half now. We're at a okay. year and a half now. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, and that's also been a learning process as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, you're, so you have two kids from a previous marriage? Uh, yeah, it's a blended family. She had um, okay. a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old. Okay. Uh, and then we added, we added an eight-month-old. <laughs> eight okay. um, I'm dad. Um, yeah. you know, the, the girls call me dad. Uh, I take them to all their events. Um, mm -hmm. in gymnastics, which she does six hours a day. She's on a fast track. She wow. has to make the Olympics. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Telling her what she has to do to, to, to make it that level. Yeah. So she'll go in. I drop her off from the gym six six thirty in the morning till nine. She misses half an hour of school every day, and then she goes to school. And then at three thirty, she goes right back to the gym again from uh, three thirty to six thirty. So yeah. someone has, someone has to take her to all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this guy. Yeah. Then uh, the other ones in soccer. The twelve year olds in soccer. Again, she plays soccer four or five nights out of the out of the week as well. She plays between practice and competitions mm -hmm. and stuff. And then uh, so it's a lot of. Sometimes I'm dropping one off to pick up the other to bring one back to the house so she can get ready for bed. My my evenings, my afternoons is I'm just an Uber driver, unpaid Uber <laughs> driver. Nothing. To do. It's the most unproductive part of my day. Yeah. From like three thirty to six thirty, seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. Cause I'm just hauling, hauling just driving around. around. Just driving, man. Not even yeah. getting paid. Just driving around. <laughs> it's painful, bro. And but, yeah. but those are the things you do when you care about them. You want to show them that I want. Them. I show them how I live, so mm -hmm. I want them to emulate that and do do that themselves. I don't care That's what right. it is you do. Just bust your ass. Work hard. Yeah. I don't care if you win or lose. If you get, you try. Get your yeah. ass up and try something. You try. You try. You give. You give it your all. So that means I have to take them to to you know to badminton or whatever soccer, volleyball, gymnastics, so they can find find their. I want them, they have to find their passion. So yeah, yeah. You know, that's, I, um, that's on me as well. I've always been very envious of, uh, or I don't know if I would want to say envious, but amazed about from of guys that compete that have children so when it comes time for you to get on stage what's a household like with three kids running around like are you snack are you are they snacking in front of you is there oreos out everywhere is there like <laughs> yeah I, I thought my willpower was strong i mean it was strong anyways but it's it's easy when you're solo dolo because you just don't keep it in the house that's right, right? Yeah. like the cravings aren't that hard where you're gonna drop jump get in your car and drive down the street. Like if that's how strong your cravings are, then this sport ain't for you. But most cats yeah. who do this, they're not going to get in the car to go drive down somewhere. That's right. Something. So that's if right. you don't keep it in the house, you're gravy. But when you have kids, you can't not put snacks in the house. Like they can't, because they yeah. didn't stop 
this show, I signed up for it. That's so, right. And I don't want them to be like, oh, snaps, dad's in track. Everybody's walking around the eggshells. <laughs> and like, like, that's not, that's not cool, man. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something's going to, something, like, you see that I won't be allowed to compete anymore. Yeah. Or, or the household's going to fall apart. Like one or the other, if I'm walking around like that. So it's always an exercise to check your emotions, like your energy levels, right? Especially. Yeah around kids and because they don't they don't know so mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't want them to so yeah there's like fruit roll-ups and all that crap I used to eat when i was a kid that's all in the cupboards right yeah, and, yeah. Uh, i just stay out of it man the hard time is that is that is that night when you do have like an hour 30 minutes to yourself to to wind down a little bit is not going in that cupboard and grab anything it's, yeah, yeah. it's tough i take them off ice cream too during prep and so what i'll do is I, i'll have a couple bites but i just know that that's extra <laughs> that's extra time i don't mind tacking on another 15 20 minutes of cardio yeah just to give them an experience and like you know that i want them to think that i'm not i'm not enjoying myself with them so i'll i'll plan that i'll plan my i, I always give myself one cheat meal a week at least yeah. especially yeah. um all the way up until probably the last last week or two last yeah. week or two, i'll give myself a nice massive cheat meal and we'll save it for the weekends and that'll be either the date with the wife or date with the family yeah once yeah a week. so that's oh, how i keep that we still have family time and they don't have to worry about how you know if, if i'm in prep or not it's an added element that like like i don't have to like i don't have kids so yeah. my wife generally when i diet she she kind of decides to diet too just to make it easier on me so it's an added element i've never had to deal with so like kudos to you man for fucking having three kids running around and not not you know being able to keep it together it wasn't like I, you know, I planned to do it. I just kind of had to. So I don't know if yeah. I should get that much credit for it. But yeah. it, 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 I do notice now it's, it is quite a bit, quite a bit different. Yeah. Um, just what I thought was busy versus how busy my life is now, and um, you know what I thought. Uh, yeah, but it's the, the, the dieting portion of it, um, the discipline of it has to be a bit more uh, precise and on point because. Yeah. Um, now the baby's also eating food off my plate as well. The girls, they, they watch what we eat. Um, yeah. We don't, I don't really do the, the, old, the old school bodybuilder diet where you're eating chicken, broccoli, rice. So now yeah. the, girls, the girls are starting to see some of the vegan dishes that, that we're making and mm-hmm. they're enjoying it too. So they're eating. <laughs> so yeah. we have to calculate that and put in more food for them as well so they can eat off of it as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's something I wanted to get into was the vegan side of it. So we were talking a little bit earlier before we hit record. I... Uh, one of the things you said that was interesting was that you plan your days, your calories for the day, not for the meal. Because one yeah. of the, well, one of the, because th- one of the things I had trouble or I was struggling with was how to calculate and diet for a prep with combining all those vegetables and getting the proper amount of protein, but not getting all the extra added calories from carbs and stuff like that. So how do you, like, how do you plan your day? Like what, how many meals a day are you eating? What's kind of the bulk of the food you're eating? What, give me an example of a day in the life food wise. So, yeah. So during, during the maintenance or bulking phase, I don't have to be nearly as, as precise. I just want to make yeah. sure I'm getting above a certain calorie count, uh, which for me is 3,500 to 4,000 uh, is what, what I'm taking in. And then when you're plant-based, that's a shit ton of food, bro. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's it stopped. So I don't, even in the off season, I don't eat this off season. I'm eating like I'm still in season. Cause I'm not yeah. snacking. Cause I don't have the appetite for snacks now. Cause I'm eating these massive, yeah. massive meals. Um, and it doesn't have to be nearly as precise. Of course you want to get a certain protein account in, but you know, if I'm 15, 20 grams over on 
carbs, so what, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as far as cutting, yeah, you do got to be a bit, quite a bit more precise, especially getting ready for a show. I haven't done this. Uh, I haven't done the vegan diet for a comp prep, and I, yeah. and I want to. I want to eventually get get into that as well. Right now, I'm just trying to tighten up for for uh, just to look decent at, at, at the Arnold. So it's kind of a, you know get my feet wet with with uh, dieting off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I realize is that because you're not dealing with you know your 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 rice, broccoli, and chicken, you could be really precise with cutting out you know this much chicken, this many grams of proteins. That's right. Where when you're dealing with a vegan diet, you're piecing together proteins from different sources. Um, either plant-based protein powder or you're doing beans, legumes, um, chickpeas, different vegetables, spinach, kale, whatever. You're just basically just, you're piecemealing all these different protein sources to get enough protein in and you're tagging, you're tacking on um, the extra calories you're talking about for, for carbs. Yeah. So instead of being so precise on one meal is for me, it's just better just to get a general idea for the day. I want to hit this mark for my, for my protein so- count fats and that way when you're piecing it together and you, you can if you're using an app or whatever um you can see where you are throughout the day but you're getting okay. closer to your, to your numbers as opposed okay. to manipulating just one meal to make sure i get that much protein that much fat that much carbs it's, it's hard it's hard it's tougher to do when you're when you're on a vegan diet but i do use a lot of um, uh, plant-based protein powder as well uh, yeah. like i can hit i can fill in the gaps and hit those numbers uh when i'm throwing that in so just so people know, uh, you started the vegan diet back in October. So you didn't build your physique this way. You weren't, you were eating a normal diet when you were fighting and everything. This is just a new thing you've started. What was the transition like? What was the transition period like when you went from meat to eating a vegan diet? Uh, yeah, I, did cold, a cold, I went cold turkey. Uh, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was a bit of, it, it was an experience. The first thing I noticed was I was just going to the bathroom every, like if I ate something, I was yeah. on the toilet like five minutes later. <laughs> so like, man, seven, eight, nine times a day, I was like, what is this? This can't be what all vegans yeah. do. You don't have time to do anything else. You don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I called my buddy. I'm like, hey, man. So he, he did this a couple years ago. I said, this is going to be kind of weird, but I'm going to the bathroom. If I eat something, I'm on the toilet five minutes later. He's like, yeah, yeah. that's cool. It's like that for about a week or so. You purge everything out of your system and then it kind of, things kind of slow down a bit. But yeah. uh, to that point though, gut health is the, has been the biggest um thing i've noticed as far as changing switching diets so i'm okay. not eating the, the not eating flesh anymore so yeah uh, i am i'm way more regular we're talking three times a day or before i used to just be even if six meals four thousand yeah. calories i go once that's it sometimes yeah. i even skip a day during comp prep season when it, you get further into comp prep i skip I've, a day completely. i've been there yeah yeah that ain't normal yeah so yeah. um anyway so so going being more regular with it my gut health is better uh there's le- less inflammation um uh and i feel like my metabolism is picked up i'm eating a lot of food i'm still relatively really lean yeah. um i noticed from my wife as well when she 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 jumped on board with me her okay. face looks different. Her face, okay. same weight where she was a year ago to, yeah. to now. She's in pretty good shape now. I think she wants to compete to Arnold. So yeah. uh, her face looks different. She her face was way more rounder, and you don't notice because it, when, when you're if you're inflamed, you're always inflamed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when she took the meat out, her face got slimmer. And you look at a picture from a year ago to a picture from now, and her face is more chiseled out. So less water, less water retention. Yeah, but I think it's the inflammation. Some people are also yeah. allergic to meat and never even know. Like, I've yeah. Her daughter is allergic to meat. Her eyes almost closed up. They said she, she, she would have she died if she would have kept, okay. kept eating meat. Uh, so now she's forced to eat a, a, a vegan diet. I don't think the vegan diet, though. Let, let me. I'll go on record saying just because I've switched over, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be standing on a pedestal chanting that we should. Everyone yeah. needs to. Um, yeah. 
for me, it, it was it was the one thing I, I didn't do to see if it could help my health. Okay. You know, I got the stem cell injections on my knees. I've seen doctors, physio guys, massage therapists, anyone under the sun uh, for issues with my body, but I hadn't. I've never decided to cut meat and dairy completely, complete, completely out of my diet. That's the one thing yeah. I haven't done with my diet. And I yeah. thought, let me give that a go to see how how my body reacts and responds, responds to mm -hmm. it. I wanted to give myself at least a full year to be able to assess that. And see so I saw, I saw some pictures of you and even your, your, even your bulk is not a bulk. Like you're pretty lean all the time. What yeah. have you noticed? My biggest curiosity is, and I shouldn't say this as a general statement, but just what I've seen. So what I've seen normally in a vegan uh, physique is it generally looks a little softer. Is that something you've noticed or you still feel like you look the same as when you were eating meat? Um, yeah, so far I, I don't notice any difference. I thought I was going to have a hard time keeping weight on, um, you know, uh, and for me holding anything above two thirty is pretty heavy. I'm five eleven, five ten and a half ish with my bone structure and physique. Anything over two thirty is pretty pretty heavy. I've only the heaviest I've been was two thirty seven, two thirty eight or so, and I was a year a year ago last year. And this year I hit two thirty two uh, with some traveling and being ill. Uh, so I don't think. Um, building or maintaining uh, on a vegan diet is 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 too challenging. You got to yeah. eat more food for sure, and you have to plan your days out. But once once you get into the routine, you'll find we all have our key meals we go to, yeah. right? And so once you have those key meals, then you're going to know the macros on those meals a lot better as 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 well. But uh, I don't, I feel like people aren't eating a whole lot of variety when they're not on a regular diet. Yeah. Um, so no different. We have our key things that we go to that are, you know, we, we're, we're, we're creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, eating these certain meals, these certain few meals, I eat on a regular basis and I plug in other things throughout, throughout the day. But uh, so far, so good. Um, again, until I get into a comp prep, that's when I'll really see, like, how, how much is going to affect yeah. my physique. Yeah. But in the off season, I don't, I don't notice any, any different. Um, workouts are going good. Yeah. I feel like my physique looks looks good. I'm leaner than I, a little bit leaner than I was last winter as well. Yeah. Um, so so far so good. Um, yeah. I don't I don't notice any any downfalls just yet. It seems like such an intimidating proposition to me. I've because I've considered it myself, and I haven't. I'm not a you know I'm not an animal lover. That's not why I've considered it. I mean that would be a nice side effect of it, but um, I've considered it more for inflammation for gut health. I've had a lot of injuries like you and I've considered maybe that's why my, I keep getting muscle tears and things like that. And um, it just seems so intimidating to think of having to combine because my whole career vegetables have been a free food. I don't even know the macros on most vegetables. I just throw them in kind of whenever I feel like it. So trying to put together a diet and combine nutrients and create the proper protein amount and all that seems so daunting to me. I don't like when you started, was it an overwhelming proposition or did you just kind of just do the research and get into it? Yeah, just like when I first started, I, I, you know, when I first started competing, I didn't have a coach. I just, yeah. I, I learned, I learned on my own, just doing my own research. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, I just took it back to that. I just jumped online. It, it, it's just looking up everything. It's, the, the thing is, I know that a cup of oatmeal has 54 grams of carbs in it, 300 calories. You know, the, it's, it's locked in your head. Yeah. yeah. The vegan diet is not. So if for me, it's just looking at the, the can't like a, looking at a back of a can of, um, of, uh, of chickpeas or whatever, and then like memorizing the macros. So I, can, I got you. I can everything out. That's all, yeah. that's all it was really. Yeah. That was the most tedious part of it. But, but, but for me, it wouldn't be the macros as much as it is 
because the, the scary part for me is you have to know how many aminos are in this vegetable and what aminos are in this vegetable. So I know which vegetables to combine. That yeah. part's the confusing part to me because now I got to research not only what macros are in the chickpeas, but what aminos do the, does it carry, right? Yeah. So. It's, again, yeah, it's, it's a lot more looking things up. Yeah. But again, once, once you do that, because I'm not, we're not eating, uh, you know, our diet is very, we have like five or six meals that we like, right? So we've looked up everything in those five or six meals. And if we want to add something to it, then we have to, you know, we have to look that up as well. But it's, we have a good base now of these meals that we like with, with these macros, these micronutrients, um, it, it works, right? Mm-hmm. So, but again, that took time to, to build that out. But once yeah. you have those built out, it's not, it, it, it doesn't take much to add in one more thing or another meal or whatever. It just, it just takes time to build yeah. that out. For me, my, what I was worried about was crossing over and then not being able to stick to it for a while and crossing back and then have yeah. to tell everybody. I'm like, cause my <laughs> mindset, right. You got to tell me like, yeah, You're gonna I, announce I, I, it. Yeah. 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 And then like two weeks later, I'm, I'm, I'm eating a steak or I'm eating a, a, you know, a chicken <laughs> thigh or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Like now I'm the joke. So I, that's yeah. what I was worried about more than anything else. Yeah. Um, plus I, I, my mentality of a vegan was, was outdated. I'm thinking like, man, I can't just be eating salads all day, every day, man. That, that yeah. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you know. I do want to. I want to heal myself internally, but if that's what I got to do every day. That's torture. Yeah. So, um, but now with the meals that they have, I, I follow vegan web um, food web pages like Vegan yeah. Chefs to get the ideas from them yep. as well. That helps yep. a lot. Uh, instead of doing all the research by yourself, I jump on these guys' page, especially the, the vegan pages where they are. Uh, they have a bodybuilding background. They're not yeah. just you know a yogi that's 145 pounds. Yeah, like these guys have built muscle off of a vegan diet. So I'll, yeah. I'll, um, I'll tap into some of those accounts too and look and just kind of do some research that way and learn from them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's what I do for me being for, I'll be 44 in April. So eating meat all my life, having a piece of meat on my plate sends a signal to my brain that I'm sitting down and having a meal. Yeah. Right? If that yeah. meat isn't on my plate, I'm like, what is this? this is a snack? It's not a meal. Like, it's, just, it's just a bunch of sides. Like, how do you how do you classify it? Yeah. yeah. So I had a hard time with that as well. It's it's a psychological thing, man. I'm like, God, I want to get rid of that piece of chicken or meat or whatever, and then not have anything there. So I used um, some plant based um, meat substitutes, which I don't feel like are the healthiest, but at least it took me off of eating meat. Yeah. First. Yeah. So it was a mental a mental thing. Yeah. Now I don't have to have. Uh, something that looks like meat on my plate at all, really. But initially, yeah. I had to have that there. Beyond Meat was the the, the, the burger of choice. Yeah. It tasted pretty damn good, close yeah. to a burger. So I put that in there um, as a substitute or something like that. It's a, a good trans. It's a good transitional tool for sure. Uh, for, yeah, it was it yeah. was massive. It was massive for me. So that that was a big deal. So now now knowing I don't have to just eat salads all day every day, that's what made me make make the jump. The jump was a bit more easier to do yeah. then. So one of the questions, one of the other questions I have always with vegan uh, diets is, okay, so one of the studies I read says that our bodies don't absorb the aminos from vegetables the same way we absorb the aminos from uh, meat. Now, whether that's debatable or not, obviously it's debatable. So I don't, I can't say that's for sure certain. Uh, But the question I have is when you're in the gym and you're training, do you still feel the same level of strength, endurance? Like power when you're lifting, do you, is it all feel the same, or do you feel like it's been reduced at all in any way? Uh, 
No. Uh, and that's what I've been really kind of documenting and kind of keep keeping track on because I want to I want to know I wanna, is this yeah. going to affect my performance either good for yeah. good or bad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, studies are confusing, man, because you can skew anything that's how right. you want, right? Like game changers. I think that was a big. Uh, people are like shaking their head at it, but I in I don't, so I watched it, and the one key thing out of that entire entire uh, show uh, that I felt was compelling was the blood drawn from the NFL athletes after uh-huh. they a, a meat, after they just grilled yeah, chicken yeah. Right? Yeah. a meat yeah. product versus uh, a vegetarian um, a burrito instead but they gave them fat but they gave them fattier meat though like no, they didn't one, they one didn't had, give them one had grilled chicken on it and another one had beef but, but weren't we're they talking grilled chicken though but wasn't on, it grilled wasn't it grilled chicken but it was breaded though wasn't it no uh-uh. I so thought it was, was they yeah. asked one guy what he liked. Well, he ate this. This fool ate Popeyes before he played. <laughs> I know, I know. That was shocking. That's, to me. that's the guy I remember. Yeah, yeah. So he ate that shit before he and he's an NFL. He plays in NFL. That's he's right. Stuff. But um, the actual t- test was was uh, was a burrito. Was a burrito. Yeah. Uh, one was just just grilled grilled chicken, which shocked me because I didn't. I thought, man, that's just the healthiest. There's no way that that can do that to a person's blood yeah. like that. And then yeah. then they gave him the, the just a bean burrito, and yeah. then they compared the blood. And sure. so I don't feel like you can skew that. One looked like oil that came out of a car. Another yeah. one looked like oil that came out of a can. Very pure, nice yeah. and red. Other one had yeah. sludge. That was the most compelling part. But see, me. I don't, I don't know enough about, I know I do have a, uh, there's a registered dietitian that I've had on. Uh, his name's Chris Tuttle. And he had a, a whole argument about that for me. I don't know enough about it to, to, yeah. to argue the point. My only fear of the vegan diet is, the studies I've read on absorption of aminos. That's really my only issue with it. But mm-hmm. that's why I asked you, like if you go in the gym and you were benching 315 while eating steak and you're still benching 315 while eating chickpeas, then I don't really care. I mean, the proof is the proof is in the gym is what it really is. Yeah. So, yeah and in your physique as well, if you are looking softer or you're not right. growing or you're not maintaining yeah. muscle mass. Yeah. And, and so, so we covered, we covered the size, we covered the physique part of it. I mean, not diet yet because you haven't done the experiment of a contest prep, but we we haven't covered the gym. So in the gym, when you're training, are you better, worse, or the same as before? I feel like my performance is, is, is the same. The same. Yeah. You're still same strength, same power, squatting the same, everything's the same. Similar, yeah. Similar yeah. strengths in most of my lifts. Of course, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always working around some kind of injury, yeah. but I haven't yeah. noticed a, a loss, like a loss okay. in, in, in strength or, so, or size. So That's far. great. That's great. Um, yeah. So, uh, so far, so good. And I, like I said, I wanted to make sure I gave it a full year to assess because mm-hmm. I just, I don't feel like that any one diet is, is, is good for, for, for everyone. It's just, yeah. it's just not, yeah. you know, um, some people are allergic to all kinds of different vegetables. So yeah. to be on a, just a plant-based diet would be rough for them because now they're taking out a lot of the uh, superfoods that they, that, that most people would use in a plant-based diet. I like that you're taking that approach because people have a really bad view of vegans because they're so, I don't want to say they, but a lot of vegans are very adamant that their diet is the only diet and the best diet. And this is the way everybody should be. Yeah. I like that you kind of have the approach that this is what I do. It's not for everybody. You kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I, I think that comes from their moral standpoints. So they, they feel so passionate, so strongly about it. I see. Well, mine's coming from more of a health standpoint. I do think it's cool that, that I'm, I'm doing my part to, you know, I'm, I'm, we're killing less animals. I'm not, you know, I'm not eating chicken and, and, and beef all day long, yeah. but um, that's, that wasn't the reason why I made, I made the switch. I see. And uh, again, I, 
there's no we're we're we're, we're humans, man. We're all individuals. Yeah. We all have yeah. different elements, different issues. So to have this blanket statement like, yeah, this, yeah. this diet is good for everybody, or this product is good for everybody, this protein is good. Like it's not even like that in the medical world. Like this one mm-hmm. drug is not going to be effective for everyone here. It's going to be effective mm-hmm. for some of your patients, uh, and it's not going to work for as good as the, uh, for for the other patients. So I don't yeah. feel like that you can't cast a blanket statement like that yeah. over, over, over everybody. One thing I have noticed is the hemp. Uh, I bought a hemp pea protein, uh, and the digestion is a million times better than a whey. So we're coming out with our own supplement line. It's called Hostile Supplements, as you can see behind me. And we haven't come out with, we haven't done our protein powder yet. And I'm really, really torn now because the whey isolate has a whole bunch of studies backing the performance of it, which the hemp protein doesn't. Um, but the, I've tried them both. And the hemp and pea protein blend, there's no foam when you blend it up. When you drink it, it feels like it digests really easily. Uh, there's no acidity. The acidity, the acidity level is much lower than the way I still it. So I'm really, really torn now, but what we're going to do, but is that the, those are the type of proteins you're drinking, right? Yes. Um, but you guys have a way, a way. We haven't come up with it. We haven't come up with a way yet. We okay. haven't done We haven't done a protein yet. So I'm, right, right. I'm torn right now between the two because I tried the hemp and pea protein and it feels great, but all the performance studies are done on whey. Yeah. So yeah. a little torn about what we're going to go with. On a business standpoint, you got to go with the way because you, you got to go for yeah. the general market first before right. you go for a niche market. But even yeah. with the niche market, it's the, with the, with the pea proteins or the hemp proteins. Um, it's also for everybody as well. It's, it's for those people who aren't, aren't vegans, aren't vegetarians, but yeah. they have, they have a, either a, a severe lactose intolerance or, or some kind of issue to, to, to the, to the way they yeah. can still have the vegan, the vegan protein mm-hmm. powder, even though they're not vegan, it's just yeah. going to be a lot more mild and a lot, lot, lot more better for, for their, their, their digestion. They won't have yeah. bubble guts. I think a lot of people are avoiding a way that way because it tears their stomach up. And I know. again, they're not, they're not vegan. So it, it could be, it can be for, for everyone. Yeah. So you said you tore your quad tendons. You tore both? Both. In how I, I don't I don't know. Um what do you mean you don't know? Where where did it, where did it happen? Well it's it's overuse and, and from weight training, but there wasn't a specific point where it just snapped and I I'm like, ah, I tore my quad tendon. It happened it's like it happened over time and, and it happened in one leg and then it slowly started happening to the other leg because of compensation. Okay, wait, so I, this, I need I, I'm sorry, I need to understand this. So did you did you have quad tendon surgery? Or are you just they frayed? Yeah. So okay. So about five years ago, I started yeah. started getting severe knee pains. Okay. Uh, and it was on top on the top of my my knees, my kneecaps. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the quad tendon, not the patella tendon. Yeah. Um, when I initially when I went in, I saw the doctor in Kansas City. He misdiagnosed me. He said I had uh, uh, chronomalacia, which is the the, the wearing of, of the of the cartilage. So you yeah. don't have arthritis yet. That's the good news. Yeah. But you're missing cartilage behind both kneecaps. And he explained it to me in a more remedial way where, you know, if there's tread on your tire, now the tread's gone, you can't put more tread back on the tire. You have to buy new tires. Yeah. So I'm yeah. Like, okay, yeah. I'm making the correlation. I got to buy new knees eventually, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that sucked. To hear that, that sucked. And then he had like a massive needle on the table because he wanted to inject me with the cortisone shot. And 
I wasn't mentally prepared for that when I walked in the room. Yeah. So I saw that. I was like, that ain't happening today. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. not happening. Not my knees. Yeah. But also because um, pain is a good indicator that something is wrong. And if you take that away from me, I'm going to go back out there and do the same dumb shit I was doing that got me in this position in the first place, which is why I think a lot of athletes, pro athletes get hurt because yeah. when the pain's gone, they feel healthy again and they're not healthy at all. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I denied that. And then when we did this rehab and rehab was just these, you know, rehabs, the, the movements, I'm either used to getting bigger and stronger or getting more shredded and you can kind of track that, but it's tough to track these movements that you're doing in rehab because it's just these funny little weird. Nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing really happens, man. Yeah. You have to just trust the, trust the process and have this blind yeah. faith and do it, you know, throughout the day, three or four yeah. times a day. So I did that for six weeks. I noticed a little bit of difference, but, um, but still the pain was just, pain was still, was, 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 was still there. Yeah. And it wasn't until I met um, the doctor, uh, for the Kansas City soccer team, the pro soccer team, um, he had a look at me and he asked, well, one, before he even looked the ultrasound or, or anything, he asked, he said, when you, if you warm up, do your knees feel better? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it may take three to four warm up sets, you know, so I got like my warm ups for my warm ups for my warm ups. Yeah. But eventually they do feel, feel better where I feel like, okay, well, now I can, I can add a little bit, bit of weight and go in, yeah. you know, and then your knees get numb and you power through a workout and then yeah. you leave the gym and a couple hours later they lock up again and you're hobbling. Just, just like, I'm body. just like, yeah, the same yeah. way I am, man. It sucks. Yeah. So uh, he's like, well, then it's not, it's not a joint issue. It's a tendon or ligament issue because they warm up and they're stretched on elasticity. That's why you feel better after the fourth or fifth warm-up set, yeah, yeah. right? Just enough to go in on a workout and then do more, cause more, cause more damage. Yeah, so yeah. that's, that's where I, the, the frame was happening. And he did the ultrasound. You could see, showed me exactly where the, um, the dark spots were, where the issue was. Um, he said it's a bit of um uh, scar tissue there as well because yeah. it's trying to heal up on its on, on its own. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that, which 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 kind of makes it worse, really. Yeah. So uh, he said we could do surgery, but again, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. You, mm-hmm. Stem cells versus a surgery, uh, you're gonna maybe get the same, you know, similar similar results, um, just with uh, with faster recovery and no gnarly scars on your on, you know, on your knees. So I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. Anything, I'll try anything before before I get surgery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's what it was. So we did the stem cell injections. Um, where did they do that? Where did they do them in Kansas? Yeah. In Kansas city. Okay. Yeah. It cost about five grand. Um, they would all, it, it was stem cells and I could have gone back again for, for plasma, the PRP. That's what I've, I've had that over and over again. Yeah. And I yeah. hear that's, that's good for ligaments and tendons, but for yeah. actual joints, actual cartilage, stem yeah. cells, the only thing that, that, that has studies showing that it'll, uh, it'll regenerate over, over time. Yeah. It's a very, a very, very slow process. So I did that last March. What have uh, you noticed? What have you, have you noticed anything since it's been a year? Yeah. Almost. Yeah. I mean, I, I was crawling around now. I was, I was pushing myself out, 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 of, out of chairs with my hands. I was limping around. I stopped training legs completely. I couldn't train legs. Going up and down steps was brutal. You mean, was, uh, is this before the surgery, before the stem cells? Before, before, yeah. yeah. Before the surgery. That, yeah. That's what led me to go. Like, I, I hate to, I wish I was better at this. If I had an issue, I'd go see a doctor right away and sort it out. Yeah. But I'm a hard head, so I'll keep going and deal with some pain until the pain is almost too is too excruciating. I'm yeah. crawling into the doctor's office. So I should have been there yeah. a year ago. Yeah, so that's yeah. my dumbass fault. But yeah. still, better late than never. Um, it took that for me to take my butt to, to, to go get sorted out. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was. I was. So you got the so you got the stem cell in March, and then what? How long after did you notice that you started? feeling better walking around training better all that by by may i was doing body weight stuff really 
No, I probably should have waited a little bit longer, but but yeah. uh, I had a fire underneath my butt. I wanted to go get that IBB Pro card, you know, yeah. right quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife had a, we had a bun in the oven. I think I think I jumped in the comp prep because I was nervous. Okay, I was nervous about the baby coming, and I wanted to occupy myself. And so I, I decided to throw some competitions in there like an idiot. Right, it, it did the job. I was occupied like the yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, yeah, when I get nervous or I feel uncomfortable, I got I got to be really busy. So yeah. I, I just went into comp prep. I should have yeah. waited a little bit longer, but yeah. uh, started with the body weight stuff in uh, in, in May. Um, I was on stage by June, July, and in August. <laughs> okay, which is crazy. But uh, yeah, I'm right, back to working out again. Um, there, there, there's pain. I still suffer pain. Some days are better than others. I don't think I'll ever be 100. percent yeah. But even at 80, 75, 80, 85 percent, I'm still able to get in the gym and, and, and do and do and do something. Uh, so, there's exercises that I take out that I don't do at all, and yeah. uh, it's all about foot positioning and just having total control. Yeah. Uh, and 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 just really, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm able to do a lot more now. But but again, I, I'm not I'm not I don't have the full range sure. uh, where I'm doing you know just ass to grass squats and those kind of things and thousand you know yeah. thousand plus pound leg presses. Those days aren't. They're gone. I, maybe, maybe they'll come back, but you know, right? Yeah. You know, as of now, you know, we're I'm, I'm not I'm not there yet. So, but but again, I've come a long way from from last March till till now. Yeah, the nice thing about it is, and I I don't mean to diminish uh, the pain in any way. The beautiful part about it is, you got your pro card and men's physique, so you don't really need to show your legs. True. I mean, you got it in both classes. You got it in classic yeah. and men's physique, but you said you won the overall in men's physique. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's kind of where does that mean the judges are kind of pushing you in that direction? Uh, I, I don't know because you know there's different head judges. That's right. With different different backgrounds, right? Um, some of the guys come from a bodybuilding background, mm-hmm. others don't, and I feel like the ones that uh, that have a, bo- a bit of a bodybuilding background like the more robust, thicker, thicker guys. Yeah. I feel like they reward them a little more. There's, you- there's other judges that uh, that like the uh, the guys, you know, that are just built like a Dorito where they're super wide up top, <laughs> right? Doritos. Yeah, like, uh, that's not my physique. I don't have a 27-inch waistline. It might be under 30. You got but, a tiny, you got a pretty small waist, man. Yeah, like, these guys are getting on stage with 27-inch waistlines, man. I know, I know. I've seen some of them that's are crazy. That's my wife. That's unbelievable. I don't know where their fucking, I don't know where their fucking organs are. I don't know. <laughs> yes, right? Like, do you wear a corset? Like, how do you get yeah. that? And then, and then yeah. they're bigger up top than a lot, a lot of the guys that are in classic physique because they don't, yeah. there is no weight class. It's like taking a, a toothpaste and pushing all the, all the muscle up to the top and it's just, right. you know, shoulder caps and getting as wide as you possibly can. Yeah. So genetically, I do feel like classic is, is more, more me. I, I'll fit in if I can put the size on, on my legs that, 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 that I need to, because I, I don't have the extra, extra wide shoulders, the thin waistline. Um, I, I and I'm also capped out as far as size wise. I, I was just going to ask you that. Where's yeah. the weight for your height? Uh, well, well, classic. I, I got, I, I, I can be up to two fifty, two hundred fifteen pounds. So, so you still have fifteen more, pounds to go. That would be ten or more 10 pounds. More. Yeah, yeah, ten more pounds for me to grow into that that category, which is fine. But with men's physique, there is no weight class, right? You weigh what, however much you want. It's yeah, just, but if you put, but if you put ten, pounds, if you put ten pounds on your legs, I mean, you're you have a pretty phenomenal physique, man. Like, I, I'm not trying to be a fanboy or anything, but it's a great physique. Like, if you put ten pounds on your legs, you'd be pretty fucking hard to beat. Yeah, well, I don't know how how hard I would be to beat, but I definitely would. Def, I, I feel like I'd mix in with those guys. The you'd look a lot. You'd look very different with ten pounds on your legs. One hundred percent. So, but yeah, it's just a matter of can I, can I, what can I, can I do that? Well, that's the struggle. That's the, the struggle that I think is 
when you have knee issues, that's the struggle. So now you're like, I got to put 10 pounds on my legs, but I have these, you know, this issue holding me back. Yeah. But I think you also look great for men's physique. So it's a tough, like, it's a really tough call for you. You could compete in both, couldn't you? Uh, yeah, I think, I think you just have to commit for the calendar year. Oh, you so you have to decide year. now, like, this right. whole year. Or, or, or my first, whatever show I do this year, I have to I decide then. But yeah. I'm kind of chilling in this. I'm, I'm sitting at a, between 230 and 225 now. Um, and... I don't have a competition lined up. So I would like to, after the Arnold's be able to devote some time to put some weight on to see what that looks like. Yeah. And if I can pack on the extra, the extra pounds on the legs and then go ahead in 2021, get out there and mix it up with the guys in, in, in classic. So um, as of, so just so I can clarify. So as of right now, you're committed to this year for men's physique. Uh, I haven't committed to a show period. You don't know what you're doing yet. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. What I'm, it's been more of a business year and more of a year for the kids, but I'm, I'm still grinding. Uh, yeah. Again, I just want to see what kind of weight I can put on. Um, it's, it's tough, man, because when you don't have a weight class, yeah. like men's physique, it's all a visual. That's We're right. just going by what the person looks like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I look at a guy like Ky- Kyron Holden. He took third. Yeah. Uh, in in uh, men's physique uh, at Olympia last year, he looks big, robust, massive chest. I feel like the physiques are similar. He's just a yeah. little darker than I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but but you know he looks great. Yeah. But no one's saying he looks too big. And yeah. I get my yellow butt on stage, and I got people telling me that's all social media stuff. Tell yeah. me I'm too I'm too big, right? Oh. Mind you, you look at Raymond and some of these other guys that are in classic physique. They're massive up top. They're bigger than a lot of the classic yeah. physique guys up top. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I, I feel like um, because I'm coming over from another another division or another organization, I feel, I feel like people are just assuming that I'm a lot bigger than what, than what I really am. But I, yeah. when I actually got on stage with the pro guys uh, in, uh, in in San Antonio, I feel like I, you know, I, 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 I kind of fit right in. But I yeah. am kind of maxed out as far as how much size I can I can put on. I can't yeah. put on more size up top uh, yeah. for, for that for that category. Yeah. So uh, more on the mental side of things, where. I don't know how many bodybuilders you associate with or how much you're, you read up on bodybuilding or involved in bodybuilding, but what there's always the question, how do bodybuilders feel about classic physique or men's physique or those, mm-hmm. those guys, right? How do you guys feel about the open class? How do you guys feel about where you fit? How do you feel about the prize being money being what it is? Like what is, what is, everyone's always asking me what I think of the other classes. What do you guys mm-hmm. think of the way things are? Um, I don't know when you say you guys, I don't know if you could put me in with all the other guys that does that do men's physique and classic. Cause I'm so new to the, to the organization, but my take on it, uh, I actually, I, I know a handful of the, the pro bodybuilders and we get on quite well. I feel like, yeah. uh, I was surprised that, you know, you just, cause you always feel like the, the bodybuilders don't quite give the guys respect enough on the men's <laughs> physique and the classic, which is fine. I, I get it. I get yeah. this. They're, yeah. they're new categories. Um, but I feel like, the work effort is still there though, right? Yes. Yes. The supplementation is different, but a hundred percent is a hundred percent. I don't know. I don't know if the supplementation is that different, but maybe for you. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're actually, you're, actually yeah. you're right. You're right as shit yeah. on that one. Yeah. But um, I feel like the effort in the gym is, is, is still quite similar, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent is a hundred percent. Whether right. my wife is going balls of the wall or I'm going balls of the wall, like it's the effort level. And I feel like, if you're handling your business and you're also carrying yourself in a certain way, you, you're going to get the respect from, from all, from all, all, all divisions. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's more of a personal thing, not, not a physique thing. Um, I respect a man because of his thoughts and actions and his character 
you get an awesome physique on top of that. That's even better. That's dope. Yeah, but yeah. you're not getting my respect just because you got a dope physique. That's yeah. not, that ain't shit at the yeah, end of the yeah. day. Yeah. So that's how I feel. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. Um, but how about within, how about, how about within the, okay, so those are your feelings personally. I feel the same way. If someone's going to work their ass off, they're going to work their ass off. And I think that's yeah. commendable, right? But how do you feel about it in the realm of the IFBB and the way the sport is today? Like, do you feel like you guys are represented well? Do you feel like it's fair? Do you feel like uh, men's physique and classic guys are treated well? Like, you know, is there, is there any resentment? Do you feel like your guys are, are being treated the way you should be treated? Uh, I feel like we still got to put in time. Okay. Right. Why, why is that? Where, where does, where's that come from? Bodybuilding, it's been around forever, right? And the reason why there's, there's, there's visibility is because of the bodybuilders. Um, I think things are changing because the average person don't care to look like that. And that's why, especially when so you look at social media, the reason yeah. why the men's physique guys and class physique guys, really the men's physique guys are really killing it as far as the yeah. followings go. Yep. The average dude would rather look like that. And that's what's bringing, they're bringing it's becoming more mainstream because of those other categories. True. So uh, I do believe that they, they should be rewarded. Um, but I do understand that, that, that we haven't been around as long. Right. Um, do you think it's because you have met- tickets to go to the big show? They're, yeah. they're purchasing these, you know, 500 some dollar tickets or more, not to see the classic guy or not to see the men's physique guys. In my, my opinion, they're going to see the bodybuilders. Why do you right? think that's what the question I had for you though? So it's such a, it's kind of a dichotomy, right? It's like, I feel like you're right about social media in a sense that people don't want to look like me. They want to look like you. They don't want to be 300 pounds. They want to be 200 pounds, 220 pounds shredded. And even for some people, that's even too big. Right. Yeah. So, but that's the way society deems what's like the prettiest physique. Right. So that's except that, that I totally get, but why do people pay the money to see the big guys in person? Like I how, mean, where, where's the separation is what I'm trying to say. Like, why, yeah, aren't they, yeah, yeah. why aren't they paying to come see the men's physique guys? I don't know if, I don't, I don't think this is one particular thing because I grew up, I'm 40, I'll, I'll be 44 in April. Yeah. And I watched like on the, you know, the golden era days, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Um, those guys are the guys I used to, I used to look at. I pick up a magazine every now and again. I, I wasn't a diehard bodybuilder. I didn't want to be a bodybuilder back then, but yeah. I did admire the physique. So I'm like, that's dope. I was like, yeah. one day, if I could look like that one day, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I kind of just kind of put it in the back of my back of my head. Yeah. So it's been around for such a long time that they have. It's a cult following. If you're in bodybuilding, you are in it. You're not. That's there's right. no half-ass. Like, yeah, I kind of follow it. No, you you're you're elbow deep in it. You're yeah. going to Arnold's. You're going to the Olympia. Yeah. You're getting. You're tracking down your the guy. The guy that you that, that you're a fan of. You're getting his signature. You're doing all that. Yeah. So, uh, I, and I, I feel like it's starting to happen with the classic guys and the men's league guys. We just haven't been around as, as nearly as long. So, you know, to have similar prize monies right now, I that's unrealistic. But mm-hmm. I do feel like the prize money should be growing in those other categories, and I think it. I, I, I think it's starting. To, it's starting to happen. A yeah. bit of a trickle down because when you look at like classic or um men's physique these guys they're not it's not a part-time job it's, it's still a full-time job for these yeah 100 percent. and they have to they also have to supplement their income with other either online training or have some kind of business within fitness to to uh to, to make a living so yeah. to win that prize money at, at the end of the year and you only get like 20 grand or 20 25 grand yeah yeah 
you can flip burgers and, and make fries and make more money than that. Like, so I do believe that there has to be a bit more of a kickback. Yeah. Um, you know, the guys at the top, the guys that eat the open bodybuilders, they might not miss 10 grand coming out of their prize purse when you, when, when your prize purse is 400,000. Yeah. 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 You know, 10 grand is like, this sucks as, you know, but you're not missing it. But if yeah. you trickle that down, to the guys that are only making 20 yeah. and you add a few thousand dollars onto their price purse, that makes a massive difference. It, the yeah. money's a lot different down there than it is up there. Yeah. Yeah. But um, if, if they can at least show faith that they're moving in the right direction, the classes will, I think it will become even stronger. And, but and I, bigger. I think what I'm having a difficult time understanding is why do you have 500,000 followers <laughs> right? No, 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 no. That I wasn't the question. I wanted that shit too. <laughs> that wasn't the question. That wasn't the question. I know why you have five hundred thousand followers. I'm saying there's more to the. Ask <laughs> my, ask myself that shit. There's more. Day, no, there was more to the question. There's more to the question. I'm not sorry if that sounded bad. I didn't mean it that way. I meant it like no, I take nothing seriously, man. <laughs> I meant it like okay. So you and a number of other men's physique guys, right? You all have five hundred to a million followers, right? And all the bodybuilders have like 250 to 500. So we have far less followers. Why? But I just don't understand why the numbers turn out in person for the open class and not for the men's physique class if your numbers are so much bigger. Because following somebody on Instagram don't cost you no money. You just click follow. <laughs> but is it, because, is it because the physiques aren't... Are, no. they, are, there, are people paying the bucks to show up and see the freak show? Is that why they're paying the money? I would have to assume so. So the men's physique guys to. aren't freaky enough. Like someone can say, well, you know, that, there's a guy in my gym that's not that good, but like he looks like a men's physique guy. I don't have to, yeah. but I've never seen a 300 pound guy shredded on stage. Because yeah. you, you'll see men's physique guys in any gym, really. There's usually one or two yeah, right? yeah go, like yeah, there, maybe there not is, maybe not pro caliber but like yeah you know they have nice physiques yeah and maybe it's the availability also like we run social media a bit different than old school bodybuilders yeah right? the, it's the, how so that, how so and i I'll, it's tough because i'm older yeah so i understand that as that that era as well but i'm learning from the younger guys also it's it's a marketing thing as well yeah um your typical old school bodybuilder, they seem unapproachable, right? It's yeah. the look on their face because they're not walking in like rubbing elbows with everybody. They're coming in the gym, getting their workout done. They're fucking off. That's they right. look like they don't want to be talked to. And they also they also present that on, on online as well. They're not doing it with the business mindset that I need to, to, to appeal to a, a bigger mass also. They they post and, and their posting is a bit different. Well, I feel like my page isn't my page anymore. Why? Right? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn. I'm, from you right yeah. Now. I'm the moderator of it, but okay. I can't post the memes that I want to post yeah. without offending, you know, there's 600 people there. So I'm going <laughs> to offend half of them at least. Yeah. We also live in a different time where they, they take things, they take the smallest things and they, they, they get offended by it. So I got to be mindful of what I post. I stay away from, from a lot of memes that I'll send it to you in the DM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So but I'm mindful of that where I feel like the bodybuilders are like, fuck it. If you don't, this is who I am. If you like it or you don't like it. I don't give a shit, whatever. Yeah, right. And yeah. people follow that because they're following, they like they're into the bodybuilding. 
Yeah. But I feel like people are following me because of because they get a sense of my character. It's a bit it's a bit different. Not just following me for the physique. Oh yeah, physique's dope, cool. But like now that I'm listening to this guy talking, I'm reading all his posts, I'm watching his stories, he has a common theme going on. And well, I, wait, I, 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 I I I vibrate on that same frequency. But wait a minute, I want to push back a bit because that seems a little bit like it should be in reverse. So you said there are certain things you won't post because you're focused on marketing. You don't want to offend people, but yeah, you said not that I'm focused on marketing, but it, it's not a good, you're I, trying to appeal to a broader spectrum of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, not, I don't want to, I don't want to offend people yeah. with dark humor or this offset humor. Yeah. That I feel like, cause, cause they don't know me as they don't really know me as a person. No, I get it. People that know me as a person, they know I'm a, they know I have a good heart. They know I'm, they're not judging me from what I'm sending them. Yeah. Just, they can take it for what it's worth and laugh at it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I can't be so freely. I got, I, I do have to have a filter because I'm talking to a general mass of people I get it. Yeah. That, that don't really truly know who I am. But my so, point, uh, but I'm my, not trying to tarnish my image by putting stuff out there and they don't know, like they don't know where I'm coming from, you know? So I stay away from a lot of, a lot, a lot of topics that way. Well, I feel like bodybuilders don't give a shit. You either like me yeah. or you don't. But I feel like that's more, see, i I'm one of those bodybuilders that doesn't, I'll, I don't, I won't say I'll post anything, but for the most part, people kind of know who I am. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of showing your personality. So they're not following me for physique because I haven't competed in three years. They're following me for personality. So isn't that more the way to go? If you're. Maybe you're different though. Cause you're, <laughs> this is what you do. Like you, you do podcasts, you're yeah, all over yeah. YouTube. Yeah. So, but a lot, a lot of bodybuilders don't show, they don't show their person. Like, I see what you're saying. So the more of the silent, the silent the guys. Are just, cold, like yeah. I'm hard as fuck. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. is what it is. And you can kiss my ass or you can roll with me. I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I got the you. Kind of old school vibe that I get from a lot, a lot of bodybuilders. It's, it, the younger okay. guys are quite, quite different. I talked to a few of them, uh, yeah. some of the South, South African bodybuilders and uh, some of the guys, some of the newer guys, they're, they're, they yeah. are a bit different. I think they, they're, they're younger, they're fresher. Yeah. And I think they're more, um, in tune to to uh to to grow on social media right and to cater to a to a to a to a bigger a bigger audience i think a lot of the bodybuilders especially the new ones coming up like you said are starting to realize that you guys kind of have it right like the guy the way that you guys are are marketing yourselves online is kind of what we need to be doing yeah because the age of just uh oh just don't look at me don't talk to me just look at my physique only that's kind of gone like you can't really be that way anymore yeah, it's 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 changed so much. Even yeah. from the even in the beginning of like these social media influencers didn't even compete. They're like fitness. I don't know what you call them. Yeah, fitness influencers. Influencers. Yeah, yeah. Um, from back in the day, um, even when Instagram first started, you can just take a take a shirt off if you're shredded, take a picture against somebody's dope ass car, and then yeah. have like uh, an inspirational quote. Yeah. Right, and that's your post for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that doesn't even fly anymore. Nobody no. gives a shit about that anymore. No. Like, there has to be there has to be substance, yeah. and the social media crowd is very. Uh, I mean, it's a younger crowd, but yeah. it's also they 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 expect a lot more. I was going to say demanding. Yeah, very. It's a, it's a it's a it's a sense of entitlement, right? Because yeah. yeah. they're on your Instagram page asking you for certain shit for free, yeah. and you're like, hold on. I didn't know that this, that you subscribed to my, this isn't a subscription site. You're not paying me. And you're just, you're like, you're demanding me to t- yeah. make these videos, right? Yeah. Talk yeah. about chest more, how you built your chest. Like, bro, yeah. I'm going to come out with 
what topics I want to talk about. This is my page. I talk freely on my, on my page. Yeah, yeah. If you want to ask me specific questions, you can do what my clients do. And then you can jump over here to my webpage and you can sign up for a program and you can ask me all the questions you want. That's right. right? That's right. Stay with authority, but people are doing that and they don't, <laughs> so you, but and that's how social media is ran now. Like you have to give them something yep. of value. You have to create value. Um, and then they follow you for that. Gone are the days where just you got abs and they follow you for that shit. Cause I everybody got abs if they, if they work. You know, yeah. Most guys in the gym are going to, they're going to have some sort of abs if they compete. Yeah. So now you can't just be shredded. You have to give them some sort of value. It took me a long, it took me a long time to realize that for a long time I was like, you know, you could sell your eight by tens or you could do your online coaching or you sell your t-shirt or whatever. And you just put it up and people would buy it. There was nothing. You didn't have to do anything for to earn their money. And I feel like now because of social media, because there's so many different options that you just got to roll with it. You know, this guy's giving away that thing for free. That means you got to give it away for free or else they're just going to go over there. So competition is stiff, man, because everyone's available. That's right. So you mentioned, uh, before you go, I want to ask you about business. So the business of bodybuilding, you seem to have capitalized on it. Uh, what is your main business? Like I noticed you have a couple sponsors. You're sponsored by Vanquish. Uh, who else do you sponsor? E- EHP Labs, I think. EHP Labs. Um, so, those are the two, main, two, two of my main sponsors. So tell people, I want you to tell people how you landed. Um, people are always asking, how do I get sponsorships? How did you get those sponsorships? Because they're big sponsorships. So what do people, what do, what should people do? Like, how did you do it? Uh, I didn't go in for the sponsorships. I think okay. that's the difference between when I started back in 2010 or 11 or whatever yeah. versus now. Cause again, social this Instagram is what kicked everybody up. Yeah. Now people are coming into the sport, never competed before. And they only want to compete to get the sponsorships. And I was like, yeah. that's backwards. I just did it because I wanted to pour my heart into something else. That's right. And through that, developed my physique the way it developed because I was passionate about it. Yeah. I wasn't like, I wasn't asking for a sponsor. Well, I get messages of people asking for sponsorship. They haven't even fucking competed yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's like not graduating and you're looking to get like, no, I, I want an upper level management position. Because you have your high school diploma yet? No. <laughs> well, go get your high school diploma first, yeah. right? Yeah. Get some yeah. accolades, yeah. right? List those accolades. And then you reach out to companies and show them your worth. Yeah. You're coming with nothing on the plate. Like, ask yeah. with your hand out. Like, people aren't in the business of giving shit out for free. Yeah. No one's in the business. Like, this ain't a soup kitchen. Yeah. These companies, yeah, they want to help, but they also want something back in return, which is visibility for their product. And mm-hmm. the more visibility you can provide them, the more you get for that. Right? So, did you did you go to them, or did they seek you out? Uh, they seek me out. I was actually in Taiwan looking to start my own clothing line when Vanquish reached out to me while I was in wow. Taiwan. Really. I was meeting with uh, yeah, just different different shops and just testing out fabrics and stuff. And these yeah, guys yeah. Me up. And so, so you decided uh, to take it. Yeah, yeah, we laughed about it a year later. I told them what I was doing. <laughs> but I was, see- I, was with, I was with a different clothing company for yeah. four years. You but, seem like you've traveled a lot. Where You've been everywhere, it sounds like. You, every time you tell a story, you were in a different place. Yeah, man. What's that, um, what's that about? What's that about? Yeah. Because, okay, so with the IFBB, though, like every, all the shows are in the States. Yeah, right. pretty much. Yeah, tons of those. You don't have to travel abroad. Yeah, but when you're with a different organization that's that's popular, that's oh, popping up elsewhere. That's why. Okay. Travel more. Yeah, so I'm so the men's physique classic guys aren't used to traveling, uh, like the open body goes. Yeah, I'm used to traveling and competing. So flying okay. to London and sourcing out my food there, and yeah, you yeah. know during peak week that that sucks. But you, you yeah. learn how to do that quite quite well on, on yeah. the road. So yeah, um, yeah, that's that's why. 
that's why. So you got the sponsorships. What are, what other business you have clients? Obviously you just do online training or do stuff in the gym too? Yeah, I do online training. I started off in the gym. Um, that's kind of where my passion's at seeing mm-hmm. someone, you know, on a, on a regular basis and learning everything about them, yeah. um, as a client, uh, and then seeing that, that, that transformation happen is, is, is a dope. It's, it's better than, for me, it's better than comp prep. Yeah. Um, I like seeing that and seeing people get empowered and walking off feeling a whole lot better than they did when they first came that door. But, um, but the way things are now with me being in Canada as well, I'm kind of going back and forth between States and here, I've been here for the past year, mostly, um, I've decided to go completely online, uh, and that's been going quite well. So, uh, yeah, yeah I have some clients in Canada, U S Australia, Africa, uh, yeah. a lot of clients. And so, uh, that's, that's what allows me to, to, to be able to raise my, my eight month old boy. Well, we have a gym also here in Calgary as well. Oh, like your own studio. Yeah. It's okay. about 5,000 square feet with 3000 square work, working space. Um, nice. We have uh, some, uh, some massage therapists in, in a couple of rooms as well. So my wife spends a lot of time there throughout the week. So sure. I'm just a mom at home with the baby while I'm doing the online, online coaching. Does your mom, does your, uh, does your wife compete too or no? Yeah. She was also at the WBFF for a while. And I feel like she's going to make, she's wanting to make her debut. Oh, she hasn't crossed over to NPC yet. No, not yet. So she's wanting to do that this year uh, with the wellness, with the wellness division. Okay. That's pretty cool. So the thicker girls had nowhere to go. It's either you had to pack on muscle and get super shredded or that's it. You had to be, you had had to be tiny as heck. So she's, she's put on some LBs in the right places. She's just (laughs) going to jump over in that wellness category. I'm not mad about it. No. That's all right, man. Yeah. So everything's going well for you. So you don't know what show you're going to do yet. You're kind of, I, 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 I really, I, I want to have all the hope and optimism about putting the weight in the right places and mm-hmm. mainly quad sweep, man. That's it. If I put some quad if, and it's, it's because of the quad tendons is the reason why I couldn't, I couldn't put on weight in the past few years, but they That's do right. feel better than they have been uh, in, 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 a, in a couple of years. So again, just using different techniques um, gone are the days where you just squat heavy, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, but I got to be a lot more creative. Um, I used to make fun of the Smith machine when I was younger, but now I'm a Smith machine fool. I love the Smith machine. Like, you know, like the blade, man, he talked about his comp prep and all he does is use machines. And yeah, yeah. He's, he's outlasted everybody. He's still that's going right. strong, competing against guys half his age and everybody else is retired sitting on the sidelines watching. Man, so, that's the, well, that's the common, common debate that we all have is, is Dexter's way the best way or is Ronnie's way the best way? Because, you know, Ronnie's yeah. been, Ronnie's been through hell, but could Dexter have been as good as, you know, as good as Ronnie, if he trained with free weights, it's just this really debatable thing, right? Ronnie's was the best way for him to look the way he did and win. Mm-hmm. But I think for longevity, as you Dexter's, see, Dexter's yeah. it just depends on what you want, man. You want to win at all costs. Everybody for a couple of years and then yeah. uh, not, you know, I think quality of life after and, that, and that's, that's why I'm at too. If I put this weight on my legs and do it and by any means necessary, am I going to be walking around at 55 or am I going to be on crutches? That's true. Telling stories of how I used to be this, that, and the other, but I'm hobbling around and people are feeling sorry for me, which mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like what's, what's the win? Like mm-hmm. what's the, what's the real victory here? So I'm trying to find that fine line too. Like I'm, I really want to put the size on my leg. I want to get out there on yeah. classic. I just like the physiques yeah. out there in classic physique. So um, I have, I have one more question before you go as, as it's my own personal question as an open, open class bodybuilder. And I'm going to speak for all the bodybuilders, even though I don't really speak for all the bodybuilders. Uh, is 
is it true that like a men's physique competitor, I get, I think part of the reason open, open class bodybuilders have a struggle with it is because our job feels like it's 24, seven, 365. If you're not getting shredded, you're bulking really hard and trying to get every pound you can on your body. So there's no, there's no time to go party. There's no time to take a night off and fucking drink your face off or anything like that. Whereas as a men's physique competitor, once you've reached a certain size, you kind of like, I don't know, you can take it easy. And I guess maybe that's a misconception. Is it a misconception or is that accurate? Because I feel like that's why we feel different. You know what I mean? I believe I it's slightly, yeah, I believe it's slightly true. But if you okay. look at the progression of men's physique, so, so again, I was at the WBFF mm. before men's physique came out. Yeah. So like, I didn't have an option because I wasn't going to be open bodybuilder. I, I, I knew that. So that yeah. was the only really option for me uh, other than these other smaller organizations that you just get no clout, yeah. No, yeah. no recognition whatsoever. So sure. then like, a year or two later, they came out with, a, a year later, they came out with men's physique. Yeah. And I would look, look, I was looking at pictures back then, like Sadiq was one of the guys, Steve yeah. Cook was one of the guys. And you look at them, they looked, one, they looked soft. Yeah. Um, they looked over dieted. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a, it, it looked, it looked they, wouldn't, they, they wouldn't place nowadays. Yeah. It, yeah. No, not even close. And yeah. so Sadiq left, right? He left for a year or so to put on yeah. some size to go into classic because he felt he was done with his physique now. But then after a year of classic, he came back around. So two years have passed by. He came back around to mm. men's physique and the guys look completely different. Yeah. They're yeah. completely different. They yeah. Nothing, yeah. Again, the upper bodies now became bigger than a lot of the classic physique guys. That's true. So it has, it's, there's still been, you're going to battle that in any, any category with men because the whole, men just want to get bigger, stronger, and faster, whatever they do over, over right. time. Yeah. Right? They don't want to just get to a certain point. And now they're just going to dumb it down for this physique. I think a lot of guys end up trying to cross over because like they hit that point. And that's what I'm trying to do because I, I see what you're saying. Down, right. That's so right. I'm, I'm going to put on, if I can put on the weight, I'm not going to hold back by put not not put on the weight. If yeah. I can put on the weight, I'm going to put that weight on and I'm crossing over. Okay, um, so so my misconception of uh, the lack of work, not the amount of intensity of work, but the amount of time and effort is probably misconce- misconstrued. You guys are, are putting in the time and effort. No, because, I, again, I can't speak for everybody because there's some guys who don't touch legs at all because they know it's not going to be judged. So yeah. I think it's a it's a it's a – it's a case by case kind of situation, yeah. but I do believe a lot of guys are going to stay in men's physique and they won't, they won't make the switch. They'll, they'll, they're happy being there and that's where they feel like their physique is good, good for, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, but there is a lot more leeway then if you're kind of capped out with your body weight, all you got to do is just keep coming in and shredded. Yeah. You, you, you can take some time off and hang yeah, out. Time off. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. take time off and just, just go into prep then really. That's right. right? That's right. So, yeah, that's so, right. yeah the, the, I mean, there isn't that much. Uh, so I, so I do have a val- I have a valid argument then. Yeah, one hundred percent, you do. Yeah, but, yeah. but for me, for my case, I don't drink, I don't do any of that stuff. I'm in comp prep all year round. I do, I keep track of my macros. How do you stay lean in the, in the off season? I noticed that about I, you. Yeah, I I I, I, tr- I, tr- I track. I don't just track for twelve weeks. I track twelve months. I just I do, I do. And then when I stay when I when I get lean, I stay lean for six seven months out of the year. And so I've never really given myself a proper bulk season. For quite some time now. I got I got to ask you something, and I was trying to stay away from this, but I want to ask you anyway, and you can answer it if you want, or just we can pass on it. Is the supplementation side of it part of the reason you can stay lean so long, or are you just very very focused on your diet? Uh, I would say no, because I started with I, I start off natural, 
100% natural yeah, for, yeah. For, a long, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and I also got started in the sport a lot later as well. Yeah. So I feel like I've, I've, I, I learned how to diet as a natural athlete. That's I important. That's, that's I feel important. like it's really important. I've also coached a lot of natural athletes as well. Yeah. Uh, there's a big difference between coaching a natural athlete and coaching an athlete who supplements. Enhanced, yeah. Um, and yeah, because you uh, there's a lot more leeway. You don't have to worry about muscle tissue just disappearing and vanishing off yeah. off a of body. Yeah. Yeah. So that's first and foremost. And I feel like um, people supplement too much. They rely too heavily. Yeah. Right. They're they're quick to up things. So where do you go from there, though? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of the younger guys don't think about having kids later in the future. Yeah. They don't think about any of the ailments or the issues they got to deal with. They just want to win. So they just. But I feel like if you if you diet right and you train right and you just sprinkle a little like salt bay, you're <laughs> in your half natty. That can go a lot further. Our physique, yeah. and, I, and I do believe there's certain genetics and certain 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 body types that respond to 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 little, or some that respond to a lot. And if you're lucky, if you're if you're one of the guys who responds to to a, a little bit, yeah. right? Um, and then uh, I, you, you'll have a lot more longevity in in, in the sport. But 100 percent the dieting. I'm a leaner guy, anyways. Dude, honestly. I've never, I've never, I've looked pretty extensively through your Instagram. I haven't seen one picture of you out of shape. Yeah, I did one one year. One, it might have been five or six years ago. I was yeah. desperate to hit two thirty anywhere I could, and yeah. it, I looked like I did whatever. <laughs> I could. Like I've never been. For me, that was the first time I've experienced being fat. Mm-hmm. And uh, the moment I went outside and that, and that that shirt pressed up against my the wind pushed the pressed press the shirt up against my gut, I, I realized I, I would never do that again. That was okay, it. so let me ask you this then: you. Let's say throughout the week, you're on your vegan diet. You said your cravings are better. How often are you cheat? Because I, I just, I need to know how you stay in that kind of shape. Because now that I'm not competing, I, it's easy when you have a goal. Like if I'm getting ready for a show, it's, I'm a soldier, right? If I don't have that, if I don't have that fear of being on stage in my underwear, I could, I'm not, I'm not as strict, right? So are you, Okay, what in a week are you cheating a lot, or is your diet just set up in a way that you're pretty good and you're cheating one that one time a week? Yeah, I'm pretty much on a once a week type of deal. Sometimes not even that because we just don't have time to get together as a family. And that's but, all year. And that's all year round. Yeah, yeah, it's all year round. Um, that's crazy, man. I feel like also on this vegan diet, uh, I am eating a lot of flavorful foods. We're do, using a crap ton of different different spices. Uh, we found an Indian restaurant here in town that that's that's vegan, so we've kind of copied a lot of some of some of their stuff to take yeah. the, the curry spices and that kind of stuff to really jazz up the meals and it tastes freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. So when I'm getting those kind of flavors, I don't feel the need to cheat as much. And again, because I'm eating a vegan diet, the portions are stupid and yeah, the calories yeah. are really as high. So mm-hmm. I'm full all day long. I don't feel like snacking. I don't feel yeah. like eating candy or cookies or whatever. I just don't feel that because because I, I gotta. I need to clear out some room for the next meal I'm going to eat. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. barely have enough, enough space to do that, time to do that. Um, I, I'm just not, I'm not hungry. I'm, yeah. I'm forcing myself these proper meals and I don't want to snack because I'm, I'm just not hungry at yeah. all. You know what I find? It's actually crazy that you say that because for a little while I was going really heavy on the vegetables because I was trying to increase my micronutrients in my diet. And even though it's not, I wasn't vegan, obviously I was still eating meat, but even with the addition of a good amount of vegetables, I noticed that my cravings went down. So for those yeah. of you, for those of you out there that are, you know, they, you don't want to go vegan, but you're trying to control your diets. I think adding a lot of vegetables is a good way to 
also 100%. do that. Yeah, yeah, you top yourself off, you feel completely full, and yeah. you're not taking in very many calories at at, at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that I, I just I, my snacking is going is dropped tremendous. I've never been a huge snacker, anyways. Like even in the wintertime, I kind of monitor. I'll do twice. Last year, I was doing twice a week. Wednesday, okay. sometime midday, midweek, and then on the weekends because we were doing yeah. something as a, as a family. Yeah. But now, even when we go out, we're looking for vegan spots. So, do you ever do you ever cheat by yourself, or do you always have to make it like an event with you, with your wife, or with the family? I'm never by myself anymore. <laughs> Ever. Okay, and but what I mean is like, but yeah, what I mean is like, that's the point because that's hard yeah. for me because I'm I'm an only child. I yeah. grew up kind of solo dolo. I yeah. like my own time. I I appreciate. I like my own space. Yeah. I don't have to entertain anybody. I'm cool. I can keep myself occupied for days and not say a word. Yeah. And now I don't have that. Like this is yeah. the longest time I've had. Like with no one tap me on the shoulder, ask me for something. <laughs> and I'm here bugging you. Time, yeah. <laughs> we, this, I was like, like this is happening. At, at, when, I'm, when I'm talking to I'm talking to Floyd, we're doing an interview. Yeah. So this is the time that I get today because yeah. after we get off this my free time is, is gone. <laughs> I'm sorry, so dude. <laughs> I, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So this is more time than I, than I usually get. But so I don't really have, yeah, I don't, I don't um, I'm home all day long too. But what, I, but what I mean is like, I tried to set up my cheat meal so that it was an event with me and my wife. Mm, yeah. You know, that way it'd be like, okay, I'm not, but there are times where I'm like, I just want to cheat. So sometimes if she's out doing something, I'll just get a burger by myself. <laughs> and then i feel fat because i'm like i'm just cheating for no reason at this point but do, is that do you skip your other meal though you're like i do and you don't tell her <laughs> no, no no i'll tell her i'll tell her yeah, I'm not, <laughs> but what i'm saying is like do you ever just cheat by yourself or is it always an event uh, I feel like it's always an event i, I can't recall the last time I've, i'm not saying i've never done that before no no, no i know i know but um i can't Nah, nah, since I only say that because I feel like it's a it's a good practice because I feel like you're less likely to cheat mm. if you've added it to an event. You know what I mean? Or at least if you are going to cheat, then um, you've added a social mental aspect to it that's going to fulfill you that way too. And it's not just you stuffing yeah. your face for no reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For me, I'll, I I do like the the like the date night because it it, it makes it into you know yeah and a, and a whole thing yeah event, as opposed to me just like pulling off into like a fat food joint, <laughs> you know, order grab a Big Mac in my car and smash it before yeah. I come home. And then yeah. I got to make sure I don't smell like French fries when I walk through the door. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, nah. again, again, recently I just haven't had the cravings to just go off the deep end and just, yeah. just, you know, pound, pound anything really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm here and it helps being home good portion of the of the day because um, I'm, I'm in the cupboard i just got there from the kids snacks yeah but yeah all the healthy stuff is in there that's good um listen i've kept you for a long time and i know this is your free time so i i apologize but before you go i always let everybody kind of say is there anything you want to a message you want to put out there or a sponsor you want to thank or anything you want to say kind of before you go i always kind of give somebody i always kind of give people a chance to kind of get a message out if they want to of course, yeah. One, uh, thank you for having me on the show. I know um, I'm not your typical uh, guy that you have on the show. No, it's uh, fun, man. I was following Patrick Moore, and yeah. uh, uh, which, which, insane physique, man. He's yeah. he's one of my favorite physiques out there in that open bodybuilding. I know yeah. everybody's like, hey, he's small, he's small, whatever. But like, no, 
he's new. Yeah, he's beautiful. Tiny yeah. teams, all that. Just time. He has a beautiful physique, man. Tiny yeah. waistline, very classic. And then he has the personality and the character to go with it, which mm-hmm. you know, in my in my book, that that's that was the only connection I'm trying to make. Yeah, is yeah. Uh, just just a good strong character, man. Yeah. Uh, and to follow that. That's, that's big. So thank yeah. you for having me on the show. Uh, of course, I want to thank the followers because, again, I'm just a 44-year-old dude with gray in his hair who likes to work out. Yeah. I joke around a lot. I kid around. I just like to have fun. But I'm very passionate about what I do, and I appreciate people realizing that and following me for that. Uh, of course, Vanquish, my clothing sponsors, ESP, my supplement sponsors. And uh, you guys can always find me at AJ Ellison or sorry, AJFit.com online uh, if mm-hmm. you're looking for any kind of uh, nutritional guidance or personal training okay man awesome i appreciate you coming on man and thank you so much for the time i know we ran a little longer than we're supposed to oh, but I, but uh thank you oh, very much i've been watching your shows here and there and like i said and uh to be on the show I, I, when 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 my manager called and told me i was like what on yeah, man. yeah man yeah man listen uh, yeah, thank you i appreciate it man. listen the whole show is about putting bodybuilding in general. And I know your men's physique are classic, but I still consider it bodybuilding. Um, it's all about putting everybody in a better light and letting people get to know who the guys really are deep past, past Instagram posts and past all that. So yeah. I, appreciate I appreciate you coming on, too. man. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, man. We'll talk to you soon. We'll come on again. We'll get an update maybe later in the year about how things are going. This is up. Okay, brother. Thank you very much. All right. Yeah.